There are men who can see a helicopter without ever thinking of the helicarrier. There are men who can see an aircraft carrier without ever thinking of the helicarrier. There are men who don't know what the hell the helicarrier is. And then there's Adam Bernstein and Doug Bost, two men who should have better things to do but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. Welcome, everyone, to part two of The, the Convincing. The Convincing. Son of the convincing. Escape from the convincing. Yes, escape no. from the island of the convincing. <laughs> what was the second planet of the apes? Beneath the planet Beneath. of the apes? Yes. Beneath the convincing. Adam gets to tell me about something that he feels passionately about that I should uh, start to consider. Right. And vice versa. I get to tell Adam something that he might not really believe. And the first episode of the convincing was excellent however <laughs> the, right there was no convincing necessary no because it was all just hey read this comic and we were right. both like hey great we yeah. like comics Let's i end up it. liking jake ellis a lot and you like captain I love america captain america i love the falcon so it wasn't <laughs> however this time i have chosen something that i think will be a little bit controversial controversial enough that you will actually need to be convinced about it okay that's good i i have a feeling that the area that I'm going to bring forth on today's episode, or it's not something that is your main stuff that you gravitated towards as a kid or later on. Bondage and adult. domination. That's what it's going to be. That's what you're going to... <laughs> it's kind of related you're right, to that. Not... It is. <laughs> it really is kind of related to that. But Okay. All right. uh, I am going to convince you. I know that you are not a DC guy. You're right. a Marvel guy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've found out over the year that we've been doing these grown-ass episodes. We're both Marvel guys. We're not into DC. However, right. I am of the opinion that there is one thing that DC does better than Marvel. Ah. And I... Do tell. I think DC makes covers that make me want to read the book more than Marvel does. Really? I think that even though once you read the DC comics, mm -hmm. they're not as good as the Marvel comics, the covers are often so tantalizing especially the covers from the 50s 60s 70s that i grew up on so interesting that make me want to read it they're famous for covers in different ways they're famous for the great neil adams covers obviously sure. we've talked about those we talked about them with neil you know the green right. lantern and green arrow and superman breaking the chains and superman and muhammad ali they're also famous for like the just the classic covers that are almost like pop art you know all those amazing uh, Batman covers that are so creepy and right, introducing right. characters like Superman and Wonder Woman, there, and, you know, and the more modern ones like The Dark Knight Returns. Those are amazing covers. Sure. Uh, they're also kind of famous for their unintentionally 
funny covers, and I was looking at some of those today. They mm. are hilarious. If you look them up online. Of superheroes? Yes, the DC, man, they do some, you know, there's a lot where Wonder Woman, she is frequently strapped to some sort of flying phallus. That happens all the time. <laughs> oh, you're in the earlier Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. Like pre-50s. But even, well, even 50s, 60s, she's always like on a missile. Oh, I'm suffering, uh, Sappho. I'm uh, going to slam into this building. And then, you know, like there's one, there's a great one of a principal who's spanking Superboy. But he's only hurting himself Jesus. because Superboy's butt is it's so. Like, and there's one also, oh, it's un unbelievable one I saw today of Batman and Robin and Superman at a nude swimming hole, and they're all kind of looking at each other geez. like, should we go in? And all the guys are in the swimming hole going, come on in, Superman. Oh it was just such a Lord. weird. Also, there's Super Dickery. Have you ever seen the site uh, superdickery.com? No, no, never heard of it. There this. is a guy who realized at a certain point that. In the 50s, one of the things that they did in Superman comics is they just made Superman a dick. He was just a <laughs> just such a horrible. He's just a horrible. Ass. Yes, and a lot of the covers of Superman comics would be Superman doing something outrageously stupid and wrong, mm. and then you'd have to read the comic to find out that probably he was doing it for some good reason. But right. on the cover, he's it's like there's one of Jimmy Olsen where he's. Uh, Superman is like a disapproving dad and he's destroying the sweater that uh, Jimmy Olsen has knit for him by hand for Christmas. And he's like, this is not a good gift, Jimmy. And he's destroying it with this heat vision. Wow. Super Dickery is a very funny sight. I'll have to check you, it out. Yeah. Okay, so put all that behind you. How can I put all that behind me? You just made me convince me more that DC <laughs> is lame. <laughs> but what I'm saying is... Besides those kinds of covers, okay. they also have these covers that are just so intriguing. And what they do is they throw the kitchen sink at you. Right. They get you. They give you so much stuff on the cover that make you make it for me anyway kind right. of irresistible. I printed oh, out a bunch of these already, man. I'm excited. So here's a cover for Justice League of America number thirty-eight. This is from 1965, and it's Doctor Fate punching an old right. Superman, like Superman has aged, mm. and it says Crisis on Earth A. And right. already I'm interested because I'm like, why? Is there a different Earth? And what are the superheroes like on Earth Well, they a? do have the different Earths, right? And, and that's interesting. And then they've got all over the cover of the this Justice comic, Society. they've got all the different members, their heads. So it's Adam, Dr. Fate, Flash, Green Lantern, John Jones, Flash, the other Batman. And look, Batman's got stubble. Like, right. There's something going on. And Superman is blonde in this one. Mr. Terrific. I don't even know who that is. But already, I want to read this comic. Like, I don't right. know. And however, inevitably, if I read it, not going to be a good comic. Probably. Uh, I mean, Justice League, I read a lot of that early on. Like, some just hanging around my friends who, before I was buying my own books, and I was like, wrapped up in it enough to keep reading it but yeah i mean i'm 10 years old but so uh, another example is from 1967 this is a superman classic cover with superman and flash in a race who is the fastest man alive nice the race between superman and flash and you got them i've doing seen a foot this race that was like carmen infantino Car yeah that's infantino that's Kurt a great Swan. cover. Yeah. That's an awesome cover. And I just want to know. I want to know who's going to win. I. It, well, that's such a classic kind of uh, 
storyline like who can do something better yeah but the problem with it when it's always with Superman is that Superman does everything better that's always the problem with Superman right yeah yeah this is another great one. This is House of Secrets. The Bernie uh, Wrightson. Yeah, Bernie, Bernie Wrightson. This is number 92 from Wrightson. 1971. It's not the first appearance of the Swamp Thing, but it's an early one. It's not the first? No. I, I thought I, 92 was the first. Maybe. When I looked it up, it didn't seem to be the first. But it's like, it's a great cover with this young woman brushing her hair by the mirror at night and... The swamp thing is has come in through the window behind her. I, I just want to know what happens fan. on the inside. I'm looking up House of Secrets. Okay, here we go. What issue is that? 92. First appearance of Swamp Thing. Oh, very nice. You got it right. Yes. I tend to have focused on like first appearances. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a really great cover. It's a great cover. Here's another example. Strange Adventures number uh, eight from May 1951. The picture on the cover of this issue, number eight, there's a gorilla in the zoo and he's holding up a sign. He's written something with chalk on a sign and there's a woman who's obviously in shock next to the cage and he's written on the sign, Ruth, please believe me, I am the victim of a terrible scientific experiment, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> he's somehow that's fantastic maybe he's been transformed that's 51 huh? 1951 yeah and here's a, here's a Batman and they just list out all is the things on Neil? the side this is a Neil Adams cover yeah. but it says six spine tingling tails three supersized pinups how to draw Batman 3D diorama cutout bat maze and puzzles Batman of the movies how am I not gonna buy this issue for one dollar for one dollar can't go wrong it's your whole Marvel did not try to do this, and it didn't do it well. Whenever it put together, like, Avengers, right. uh, you know, giant size things, right. it was always pretty boring. And yet, the books themselves are better once you read them. And certainly, the big books, Spider-Man and everything like that, much better. All right, so I, I guess, are you uh, done trying to convince me that DC covers are cool? I'm done. I'm done. I, I, you convinced me on that. I don't need your pity. I know I haven't convinced you. <laughs> now, let's hear it. Convince me. All right. Hither there come Conan, Conan the Sumerian, black-haired, black sullen-eyed, sword in hand, a thief, a reaver, a slayer, with gigantic melancholies and gigantic mirth, to tread the jeweled thrones of the earth under his sandaled feet that from the Nemedian Chronicles of Conan the Barbarian. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the area of sword and sorcery is not your big interest in Marvel Comics. I was not a big fan of Conan. For me, it always felt to me very similar from book to book, what was happening. Yeah, he was always kind of coming up against some monster, and then there was some sort of usually a religious figure who was controlling the monster, and he would have to defeat both of them and escape with the girl on horseback. It felt like that was. <laughs> All right, I'm everybody. done. Ah, <laughs> hell with it. No. <laughs> Obviously, can't convince you. I would say, even despite that, Conan is so cool. Mm hmm. I think he's cool, man. 
I, I think this is a John Buscema cover. We're looking grown-ass people. Oh. We're looking at Conan the Barbarian in the original series, 100. Number 100. This has got to be It's a 19... dynamic double-sized issue. 80, 81? Well, let's pull it out. 79. <clears throat> 79, okay. You know, we're opening up the Mylar, friends. Ah, what a sound that is. I remember it, this one. It I, has, I did. I, I do remember having this one at, at some point. Roy Thomas Death almost wrote Coast. every issue, mm-hmm. and he approached the uh, the people that own the estate. He offered them two hundred dollars an issue, which was more than uh, Marvel Comics said he could. They said he could offer one hundred and fifty to the estate to use each you know pay for them for each issue who's whose estate is it what's the name of the guy robert e howard robert e howard yeah and uh they um accepted it and i guess marvel went with it and the first few issues were a big uh success and then it became a flop and i just read that they approached john buscema to do the art and they couldn't afford him what he said he would do it for. Hmm. So they called Barry Smith, who had never done anything. And Barry Smith did like the first 20 or so issues, which are really, really famous for his some of his first art. I like Barry Smith. He's I really good. I love his early yeah. stuff. And John Buscema said, if you knew what Barry Smith got paid for those books, you would just drop dead. Why, he just didn't get anything for him? He did them for nothing? Probably, because he was just starting out. Well, I'm looking at this issue now, issue 100 of Conan the Barbarian. I have to this say, has all the sword and sorcery good. that you expect. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, the artwork is really nice. The uh, it, Ernie Chan is doing the inks, who I met at a con once, and uh-huh. he drew something for me, and it got ruined in rain, unfortunately. It has great art. It's very dark. There's a lot of ink. And it's a typical thing. You know, Conan is... Has his woman there. He loved Belize. He loved Belize. They seem like they have a real mature relationship. But she doesn't make it. She does not make it. Does she get reanimated? She gets reanimated. Yes. To help him fight some demons. Yes. But then... He burns the boat that has all the evil people and his... He gives her a real flaming funeral. Yeah, and he's definitely shocked by the death. It's has a cool vibe to it. I don't know how else to say it. It's mm-hmm. like, I think he looks cool. He doesn't just kill everybody for no reason. You know? Yeah. He has a totally rocking hairdo. He has bangs. <laughs> I mean, he's like a rock star. He is like a rock star. It, he's got a very cool look to him. A very kind of rugged look. For me, because I've, like Much I've more said, than Arnold Schwarzenegger has. Those Conan, Conan. movies. Ugh. Jesus Christ. But what but what is it about I mean tell me tell me the, what is it about him that really appeals? Like cuz is he you just feel like he's going to come in and take care of business? I like that. He's going to take care of business. I don't know. I think this particular relationship maybe because it's based on the last Robert E. Howard books. It seems like he has a real relationship with this woman. They're kind of on equals. I just always thought it was a little bit more mature kind of storytelling, maybe because it's based on books a lot of times, Uh rather than like Roy Thomas going, oh my God, Yellow Jacket has to marry the wasp. (laughs) What the hell are we going to do now? (laughs) You know, like it's just a little bit silly. Well, I need, uh, you know, I, I, 
I need a little more convincing to really change my mind about Conan. Yeah. I know what is it missing? That, I don't, I don't say, know. It's Spider-Man and FF. You think they just doesn't have the personality? I think he doesn't have. He's a little too. He's a piece of piece of stone. Yeah, you he's know, one he, dimensional. Well, he's living in a whole other time. He is. He's he doesn't even a, have clothes. I know. He doesn't have clothes. Maybe that was it. Maybe I was just intimidated by the ridiculous pectorals yeah. that were on such permanent display in yeah. Conan. I don't know. And I was more comfortable with Conan. Conan is not my favorite. I'm not saying, like, oh, you have to love Conan because he is the total incredible like my fave but i just felt like but i just like that i like that whole thing i liked cull i liked red sonia i like you know king cull the conqueror king cull right. i read that stuff i was like this is cool maybe if you can write a song about conan especially if it oh. is a maybe has a rhyme for loincloth <laughs> i think i might be <laughs> properly be convinced. convinced yeah uh, there must be a Conan the Barbarian song. You're a piece of stone. You're walking around in no clothes. Devil on the sword. Samaria ain't no home. Conan. In your mind cloth. Serve another cup of poison It's unfortunate they didn't have him a cartoon like those early mid '60s cartoons of Marvel. Yeah, Thor, you know David Bruce Banner stricken by gamma rays <laughs> turns into the Hulk. You know they what I'm talking one, about? He needed one of those themes for Conan. Conan. Maybe maybe now is the time. I mean, I don't know. Conan seems like he he gets sex. You know, I mean, who are the Marvel characters who are really? Getting it on, getting uh, having sex. No, all the none time. of them. Yeah, none of them except no. Conan, Ben Grimm. Right? Ben Grimm. He seems, <clears throat> he has a girlfriend. Ben Grimm doesn't seem like he's. Yeah, it always seems to me like they have a thing happening. Yeah, well, I guess with Alicia, I mean, I guess Reed and Sue. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a they lot had a of... baby. Was the yeah. baby born through no. some cosmic means? <laughs> I think Annihilus was the dad. So I don't know that Reed was really getting much action. Claw. Or Kang. Kang. Kang, Kang, Kang the, the Conqueror. Well, he is the Conqueror. What? Uh, I mean, I guess Tony Stark was definitely having sex. Yeah, Tony Stark. But you're right. Conan was one of the only he was comic book characters who he was getting some action. He was getting a lot of action. That was clear. Does that uh, does that convince you that Conan's that... cool? I mean, maybe if you were thirty years younger, you'd be like, "Oh, I should read Conan. Maybe that'll help me when yeah. I go on dates." Or get some tips from Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I really, I guess I I could have met the ladies a lot earlier. Did you know any girls when you were a kid who were into comic books? No. Girls who were into comic books? Yeah. No. And in fact... I don't think I did either. In fact, let me tell you... Let me see if I can tell this story very briefly. When in the late 70s, 
the Spider-Man daily comic was appearing in newspapers around the country. Sure. I wrote in as a fourth grader, fifth grader, mm -hmm. I wrote into my newspaper, the Bangor Daily News, right. and I requested that they specifically remove Hugo, which was another comic strip, a daily right. comic strip, remove Hugo because I said nobody reads Hugo, right, and put in Spider-Man because I think people will read Spider-Man. Then Kathy Watt, who was in my class, right, wrote in, and Karen Netland also wrote in, you know their last names. Oh, I remember these people. Right. They wrote in opposed to my idea, saying that only boys would like Spider-Man and girls also like Hugo. So please don't get rid of Hugo. And what happened? Was it like a, a war? It like, was a war. Like a secret war? Yeah, like Well, all of our letters got published in the Bangor Daily News. And then some college students, because we were in... Uh, college town some wow. college students started writing in and saying I also think that Spider-Man would be great to appear wow, in the paper wow this is cool it was fantastic do you have those clippings I have those clippings That's yes uh, I've since made friends with uh, Karen Netland and Kathy Watt I, I like to think so anyway. I like to right. think that they don't hold any grudges over this but Spider-Man <laughs> did eventually appear in the Bangor Daily News wow yeah so there was victory I think I think they also kept Hugo which was a mistake. But right, all right, right, right. All right, Bride of the Convincing. Son. <laughs> Escape from the Convincing. No, Beneath. Yes. Beneath. Conan Be and DC Comics covers. I think that it's been less successful convincing this time. I think that's, yeah, that makes it a, a more little... interesting uh, episode. Yeah. I... Uh, thank you for trying. Oh. If you have to... I mean, you don't really have to convince me to look at cool covers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like convincing me is like... I'm going up to the cloisters to doing soil samples. <laughs> like that would, I'd be like, no. You'd have to be convinced. I really have to be convinced that like you're buying samples. me dinner. Yeah. You know, but. I hope that we've convinced some people out there to at least look up superdickery.com. Yes. And perhaps to pick up an old Conan. Yes. Yeah, see what you do. get some Let tips, us know what tips you on think. meeting the girls. <laughs> Grown ass people. Yeah. All right, well, I guess another episode, and just so everyone knows, our one-year anniversary is coming up, yes. and we're going, we have a very special episode planned, so stay tuned for that. All right, thanks, everybody. Goodbye. No, 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 no. Grown-ass man.